Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Your Next Best Step podcast. I am your host, Teresa Cantley, and I am so glad to be back with you for another episode and another week of sharing some insights, sharing some things that, uh, experiences that I've had, lessons that I've learned uh, myself, but also from working with people over the past decade. So I'm so glad you're here and I'm so looking forward to talking about this today because I talk a lot about vision in your business and I talk a lot about how you have to be super clear on the vision and how you have to be super clear on where you want to go, what it is that you want to do, and then surround yourself with really, really good people that are going to lift you up and move this vision forward. People who believe in your vision um, almost as much as you do, and sometimes maybe as much as you do. (laughs) It's a good thing when you find people that work for you um, and work with you that do that. But I wanted to talk about today because I've seen this a lot where people that own businesses or people that are managing businesses, instead of letting people be who they are, be exactly who they are, they want to try and take someone and just like jam them into the vision and can't figure out why that person is upset or unhappy or they end up quitting. And in in my mind, and I've always believed this, we have to let people be who be exactly who they are. And that includes helping them to let go of limiting beliefs or, or helping them to overcome, you know, maybe bad behaviors, um, but also helping them holding that space so that they can rise to their own unique capabilities and their and their own strengths um, and their own highest potential. And many times we get stuck in, um, and I've had this conversation, you know, time and time again with business owners where they're, they almost kind of get to a point with their vision and where they want to go and what they want to do with their business. And they're like, this is what I want. I don't care about anything else. If you don't want to do it, tough crap, I'm going to make you do it anyway. Um, And I've run into experiences where people have been put into roles um, that really didn't fit their strengths and they were put into roles and, and were asked to do things that really, I mean, no matter what they did, that was just not their personality type and just not, you know, not really playing into their strengths. So one of the things that I like to tell people, and I have this philosophy that diversity creates innovation. Okay, diversity and adversity. And what I mean by that, because someone once told me, they said, oh, you can't say diversity. That's a, you know, that doesn't sound right. Well, yes, it does. Um, and, and it comes in this, is that part of 
building a vision for your business. Yes, it is your vision. It's what you want to do with this world. It's 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 the difference that you want to make and, you know, the transformation that you want to create with whatever it is that you do, whether you own a, a retail store or you're a consultant or, you know, whatever. But the thing is, is that we can't make that vision happen by ourselves. And I think that's where people get stuck. And business owners, you know, they've built their business to a a level of success. They've seen the success. They've grown. And in their mind, they think that it's a negative and a positive. In their mind, they're like, oh, I've been able to accomplish this. I've been able to do all these things. And that's, you know, that's awesome. But also they think, oh, I have to do this all myself. No one else can do it. And, you know, I don't like... Now they're gonna go, they want to go to the next level and they feel, you know, stuck and afraid because they're like, I don't want to have to put in all this work again because I already did it to grow my business. And the thing is, is that again, you don't want to do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. It's it's impossible. You will get to a a certain level of your business, and if you don't have the right team surrounding you you're not going to go anywhere. It's just impossible. I learned that myself. So then people say, okay, well, I have the team and I need them to do, I need them to do this. I needed them to do what I did to get my business here. Instead of saying, okay, I have these different people that I've hired in my business and I've hired them for one reason or another. What about letting, if I explain my vision, and I let them give their creative, like use their creativity or use, like figure out what their strengths are so that I can figure out, okay, this is what I want to do in my business and this is who I need. And I know that I have these team, these people on my team already, you know, let's see what they can do. But what I've seen a lot is people function and they do that backwards. So they say, this is what we're doing with the business and this is exactly what you're gonna do. Instead of looking at and finding out, A, what's important to their team members and B, what their strengths are. You know, there's tons of different personality tests out there. There's the DISC profile, there's Myers-Briggs, there's the archetype one. I mean, there's so many out there. And even if you don't, do any of those personality tests. I mean, the personality tests are um, helpful because it helps you to see, you know, there's the strengths finder too. You know, what are people's dominant strengths and what are, you know, their, their strengths that maybe aren't so dominant, but maybe also what positions and what roles they would be good in in a business. So you can look at, okay, this is my vision and this is how, these are my kind of my ideas of how I want to get here. Who do I need on my team? Okay. And what do I need them to do? So even if you don't, you know, do one of those personality tests, even just spending time to think about, okay, who exactly do I need on my team? And what do I want this to look like? What is this, you know, and I ask this question all the time and, you know, and I talk about it a lot in this podcast and I ask this question all the time to my clients over and over again. What does that done business look like? What does that super successful business look like? And from there, who do you need on your team and how are you going to get there? So 
like I said, a lot of people end up doing it backwards. They end up saying, this is my vision and I'm just going to like fit people in there instead of, you know, spending time and really understanding what, you know, your, who you need on your team, first of all. Um, and then the people that you do have on your team, what are their strengths and what are the things that you need done and how did the two fit together? Plus also listening to them, hearing them and allowing them to use their own creativity. You know, you have people, and this is where that diversity creates innovation um, and adversity creates innovation. You know, from the diversity perspective, you have people who have different backgrounds. You have people, you know, and this is why I say you don't necessarily need to hire, if you have a restaurant, you don't necessarily need to hire people who have restaurant experience. I mean, yeah, for some things, but for other things, no. If you have people who have the right core values and the, the right, you know, uh, soft skills, if I can find my word, um, you'll be able to teach them anything. You know, so having, you know, again, people come from diverse backgrounds, they've had other jobs, they've had other experiences, even their cultures, you know, and understanding, like having, having your vision is one thing and staying aligned with it. But your vision is not something that stays, like your vision today is going to look different, you know, two months, three months, five years from now, because you're growing. And if you keep your vision in one spot and that's what it is and you try and fit people into that vision, well, you're prohibiting your own growth. You're prohibiting the growth of your people. You're prohibiting the growth of something that just happens organically. Um, and you're prohibiting the growth of, of yourself. So with that diversity, that enables you to, when we let diversity into our business, diverse ideas, um, different, like I said, people with different backgrounds, um, letting people use their own creativity. That's where we can come up with new ideas and new innovation. And when we bring that diversity into our business or we look at adversity, we look at you know challenges that we've had and how we've gotten through them. When we look at that, and we can find lessons in that. And we can also say, hmm, you know, that was a great idea. I really like your perspective on that. And then maybe how can we build that into your business? When we do that, that's how we can find innovative solutions to things or come up with, you know, new creative products or bring things into our business that we never thought we possibly could. So when we do that, guess what happens? our vision changes and grows. You know, the people who, like Henry Ford, when he started Ford, you know, it didn't look 5, 10, 20 years after he started it, it didn't, the vision didn't look the same. It changed, right? Because it evolves. So when we have a business and we don't let that vision evolve, it evolves from our ideas, but it also evolves from the ideas and the creativity that comes in from the, the great people that we surround ourselves with. So I have, you know, four kind of, four things that I know I've learned for myself, but I've also, there are things that I um, work with, with my own clients to help them to not just fit people into a vision, but actually let people evolve with that vision. Let them be who they are and bring those unique perspectives and those unique ideas 
into the business so that the vision can continue to evolve and grow and build. And then guess what happens? The business grows, evolves, and builds. Now, not all the time. I mean, there are times when we have people in our business, in our business, and they've maybe they've been there for a while, and we get really clear on our vision, and we're just trying to fit them into the vision. And sometimes those people just don't fit, and that's when we need to say and make that really hard decision as to, you know, is this going to work, or do we need to tr- maybe try and do something different? Do we need to, you know? Maybe it's time to just say, hey, you know, thank you very much for, you know, working with us, but this just isn't working, you know, and maybe that's the time to make the decision of maybe they need to be, go into a different role, but if the person just doesn't fit, they just don't fit. And that's okay because just like not every customer is going to be your cup of tea, not every employee is going to be your cup of tea. But the thing that I like to, to teach people, and this is how we can attract more of the people that really do believe in our vision and do want to be a part of it and do, you know, want to find those innovative solutions. This is how we do that. So it's it's four things that I like to say. So the first one is building a culture of inclusion, not exclusion. And this goes back to the three things that I talk about a lot, which is making sure that we give our employees and our leadership team um, a chance to up-level their own skills, to really you know, grow and learn new things and really step into whatever it is that they're doing even more so. You know, having that chance for personal development and skill development, not saying we're going to pigeonhole you and put you in this box and you can't get out of this box. Allowing them the chance to learn new things because guess what? When they learn new things, that comes back into the business. So the second thing is also just making sure, and when we do that, we give them ownership. It allows them to take ownership of what they're doing or not doing and really step up. You know, I've had many, many clients who at the end of the year, they they think, oh, well, I need to give a bonus. I need to give a bonus because, you know, we reached our goal. Well, okay, how about we think about this a little bit differently, you know? How about we look at it like we assign goals to your management team or to the employees and then have them take ownership of it. And then maybe quarterly or every six months or even at the end of the year, looking at each person as an individual and what were they able to accomplish by mastering some more skills and and doing some personal development, but also what they did to own their responsibilities. And when you own your responsibilities, the business just up levels automatically. And then the last one is just, you know, understanding their purpose in the business, but also the grander purpose of the business, of the business itself. So when we can do that, that enables us to build a culture that includes everyone. Because if you can see it and you can, you can just understand the feeling behind it all, that when we invest in our employees, when we invest in our leadership team, they invest back in us. When we understand what each person cares about and we understand what it is that they want to do, automatically they, they just want to invest back in the business and give back to the business as much as the business has given back to them. And also, 
I go back to that diversity, you know, building that culture where we want to hear people's opinions. We want to hear people's ideas. Will they, will all of them be executed? Absolutely not. But they know that they have a chance to speak their mind, to speak their creativity. And what I've also noticed is when you give people this chance, any kind of, you know, toxicity or people that, you know, complain a lot, those people end up weeding themselves out. Those people also end up like that negativity gets squelched because everybody else sees the benefit in being able to do the things that they want to do and being able to, you know, give their ideas. When we talk about project management with um, leadership teams, I always talk to them about, you know, it's not just a matter of doling out tasks. It's a matter of having everybody be included in the process of figuring out a project. You know, if you're planning an event, or you're, you know, planning some kind of a new campaign, having everybody be a part of, I mean, you have the vision, you're carrying the vision as far as what you see for this, but then giving people the chance to present their ideas and then talking through the process of, okay, how are we going to break this down into small actionable pieces and everybody's going to have a part of the puzzle and understanding when you do that, that's how you start to really understand you know, who has these amazing, you know, strengths for certain tasks in certain areas and maybe who doesn't. I mean, I've seen time and time again where, you know, people are pushed into doing things and I'm all about pushing you, pushing you out of your comfort zone. But if you have one person who is definitely, you know, an extrovert, somebody who is great at public speaking and you make them sit behind a desk, but then somebody who, you know, would rather be crunching numbers on a spreadsheet and you make them do public speaking about this new campaign. Yeah, I'm all about coming out of your comfort zone, but there's something not aligned right there. So having people, you know, understanding your vision and building this, this, um, culture of inclusion where you're like, people can give their ideas, but part of that inclusion and part of, you know, and not, not excluding people is also understanding people's own individual abilities and how that fits into the vision and making sure that you have them, each person aligned with the things that need to happen. Because when you don't, that, that misalignment, it just can take projects and and things down. Plus also people just aren't happy. So the second one is definitely communicating your vision Often, it's not just communicating it once and thinking that people are just going to remember. Consistently communicating what your vision is, not for now, but for the future, so that they have an understanding as to, you know, what the purpose of the business is and what your vision is. Because guess what? The more you invest in them, the more they're going to invest back in you. And they're going to come up with those ideas. They're going to talk about, hey, you know, I'd like to try this or I'd like to do this, you know, and want to be a part of things instead of feeling like, and I, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times in corporate America, it's people just feel like a cog in the wheel and they don't want to feel like that, you know, in an entrepreneurial environment. And that that entrepreneurial environment can exist in a corporate environment where people feel like they are part of the process and they can be part of the solution and not an outsider looking in just processing paperwork or just processing work. The third thing is, and I've touched on this a little bit, is to really understand people's core values. 
and how that relates to the core values of the business. And I do have an exercise, I've talked about it before, where I walk leadership teams through, we get big giant pieces of paper and we put them on the wall and each leadership team's person's name goes on the piece of paper. And then they get to talk about what they're, what's important to them, but then also the leadership team gets to say what each person's strengths are and what they really you know love about that person. So everybody gets a really clear picture on what is important to each other, but also how that relates to and what each person's strengths are and how that relates back to the bigger purpose of the business. Because when it comes down to brainstorming out ideas or planning projects, everybody has a clear idea on how each person fits into the bigger picture so that you can make sure that you're, you're giving people things to do to help them rise to their highest potential. The other, the number four, the last thing is to really understand who you, who you need. I call it a vision flow. So I call it when I work with people and we detail out their vision, we also like to say, okay, who do you need in these roles? Like who do you need? And maybe that those roles don't even exist, but how many people do you need and where do you need them to make this really happen? So the clearer you are on who it is that you need in certain places, not just physical bodies, but also the type of person that you need. The clearer you are on that, the clearer you you know, maybe even if you can move people around. Maybe you have um, team members who might be in the wrong spots. I mean, I, I once had someone that was working for me who I had them in a role that was a very creative designer type role um, way back when I was a director of marketing. And this person was more analytical. So here I am and, and you know, I kept seeing her work slipping and didn't realize that she liked the more of the analytical stuff and looking at the analytics of things and the metrics. So we just kind of had to shift some stuff around and I needed to get somebody who was more in a, in a designer role. And I did. And the business started to, to soar again. Our department started to soar. So sometimes we just need to take time. And what it is, what it really, what all of this comes down to is meeting people where they are and communicating on a clear basis. Clarity is power. The more clear people are on anything and everything, the vision of the business, the what's important to the business, what, how they fit into the business, you know, what each person's strengths are, the more we can develop that culture of inclusion and not a culture of exclusion. The more we can take people's ideas and transform them into amazing new projects and products and um, services and offers and, and really just bring inspiration from outside into the business and have people just figure out how to make it work. And all of this is encouraging the growth of the people that work for us and helping them to rise to that highest level and also encouraging the growth of the business. So I, I believe in this diversity creates innovation. Diversity and adversity creates innovation. And that comes from people's perspectives and people's ideas from their own cultures, their own backgrounds, their own where they worked before. And then how we can build that into the business that we have and the vision that we have and how we can use that then to let our vision 
grow and flourish and become even bigger than what we ever thought would be possible. And that's also how we can help people to grow and really tap into, you know, their own unique genius to grow beyond what they ever thought possible, to help them to come out of their comfort zone and tap into those skills that maybe they didn't even really know that they had. So let people be who they are. Let understand those positive skills and those positive attributes that they have and encourage the growth there to hopefully also help them to get through some of the limiting beliefs that they have. And like I said, if people aren't fitting in and you just have some negative Nellies, because I've seen that too, the more you can encourage growth in the people that really want to grow, those negative Nellies will weed themselves out. And if they don't, you might have to weed them out because not everybody's going to be your cup of tea. But the clearer you are on what it is that you're looking for and who you want to surround you and the environment that you want to create in your business or environments, I should say, because there's different types of environments, the more you can feed your brain and their brain with positive things and things that will encourage growth, the more the business is going to grow. The more you create that environment of growth, the more the business is going to grow. So meet people where they are and let them evolve with you as your business evolves and grows. Thank you for joining me again for this episode. I have my new business growth formula coming up, so stay tuned for that. Um, I'm going to be giving, um, I have a free class that's coming out, which is going to have so many great things and we're going to talk a lot about this stuff in the free class. So stay tuned for information to sign up for that. But also I would love if you, you know, to just get some feedback from you on this episode or other episodes, let me know what you liked, what you didn't like. And I would also love it if you would leave me a review. I read every single review um, and it also helps me to get my message out there even more in the algorithm, but also, you know, just word of mouth. So help me to spread my vision of really helping people to connect and interact in a more positive fashion and really shift the paradigm of business for the good so we can make a real change in this world. So until next week, take care and be well, and I will see you, see you soon. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> Bye for now.